What's up, Fellowship family? Uh, Pastor Seth Jones here. Uh, gonna be jumping on the mic with one that uh, needs no introduction for our church family, uh, Miss Linda Bland. For the month of February, uh, as we make our way through Black History Month, where uh, we thought it would be a really meaningful experience to talk to some of our uh, African American members and see what their uh, some of their life stories, some of their experience um, growing up in the Memphis area or wherever they might be from. Uh, so rather than going to uh, some significant historical figures, which we've done in the past, we thought let's get on the ground level and uh, talk to, to talk about some of the history of some of our very own members. So uh, Linda Bland, thank you for joining us. It's great to see you. All right. So Linda, first time I remember meeting you was uh, after a service on Sunday morning. I just finished preaching, came down and you, uh, we, I think we talked that day for about 45 minutes right for the service. You were in no hurry. Uh, you were lingering. You just wanted to spend some time having a conversation. And uh, that always really meant a lot to me. Uh, so I thought it'd be great to get you here and hear more about your story and give some uh, exposure to that to the rest of our body. Uh, and uh, yeah, just to just to understand more about you, uh, to hear from uh, the African-American uh, contingent of our congregation, their family members of ours, uh, and just hear your story. So I guess just from the start, you know, uh, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Uh, just kind of uh, explain a little bit of your upbringing. I was born in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and I was uh, raised by my grandparents in Bayou, Mississippi. And I grew up there, went to high school, and then from there to college, I went to Mississippi State University. And I met my husband, who was uh, going to Memphis and, and uh, going to church in Memphis. And that's how I ended up coming to church in Memphis, and I've been going to church here for over 40 years. Uh, since 1982 and uh, I accepted Jesus as my personal savior when I was 12 years old and uh, I've been coming to Memphis ever since. What was that uh, when you say you came to know the Lord at age 12 what was that experience like how did that? Um, just accepted him and just uh, accept him in my life and just continue to just follow Jesus. You know, even in college, I was in, you know, a lot of Christian groups and everything and just really just devoted my whole life to Jesus. And that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Did you did your grandparents take you to church growing up or? Yes, they took me to church. Uh, matter of fact, I had to walk to church every Sunday. My grandmother made sure I was there, you know, doing what I needed to do. <laughs> and and so. Yeah. How far of a walk was it? It was about a mile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you met your husband in college years, is that yes. right? Yes. Okay. Uh, but did you end up moving to Memphis or you stayed in the Mississippi area? I stayed in the Mississippi area and his parents were going to church here in Memphis as well. His whole family was going here. Okay. And so that's how I ended up. We were going to a church. Well, matter of fact, we went all, we have gone all over the city of Memphis uh, from every area, even West Memphis, Arkansas. That's the last place we were. No, we were in Raleigh okay. before after we left West Memphis. Okay. How did you How did you find fellowship? Like, what was that? How did you end up joining our family? 
I, it was um, an older lady in the church one Sunday. I was telling her because our church was getting small, and it's, I just felt like uh, I wasn't just getting what I really needed there. So I talked to this older lady in the congregation, and she told me about Fellowship Meth. She told me about Brian Loritz. And so I. What year was this? In uh, 2014, March of 2014. And I started coming, me and my mother in law. And we just loved it. We loved the word. We loved the people. We loved everything about fellowship. And so after we came and my mother-in-law got sick with cancer hmm. and we she didn't come but seven months and she passed away. But I've been continuing to come every week since then. Yep. And I love it because I feel like. God's kingdom is not going to be about one color. It's going to be about everybody. Amen. So that was 2014. 2014. So you've been here roughly eight, nine years, something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Uh, just curious. So it, with your upbringing, kind of growing up in the Mississippi area, when do you remember a time or an experience when you first became aware of like racial differences or um, you know any sort of that tension that exists? You know what? I haven't really just had a lot of racial tension in my life because I guess I have experienced it, but for us just, you know, just really just having it to happen to me a lot, it has not. Yeah. Did you, when you were going to church growing up, was that uh, a predominantly African-American church? So is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And so this, uh, your experience with fellowship, is this your, I guess your first church experience where it, the kingdom has been reflected in that way and with the diversity? No, with the church I left from the one in Raleigh, it was called the Worldwide Church of God. Then uh, it was a non-denomination and it was all you know, nationalities of people yeah. there yeah. before I even got the fellowship. Yeah. What What has that meant to you, like being a part of a church that demonstrates that? Uh, it, it means a lot to me because I feel like that's how we grow and how we get closer to one another and how we really um, just show with God how he loves each and every one of us and he wants us to show the love to each other not you know where you look at color because I really don't look at color that much I don't look at color at all because I just think God created us all for a purpose and we all have a calling on our life and we just cannot look at color we just got to love love is the greatest thing of all well said yeah it's interesting uh yeah the kingdom of God is the most multi-ethnic organism in the entire world. Yes, you know, it is. It is the most multi-ethnic thing. Yes, uh, it is. And so it's just uh, to be able to see it reflected in individual congregations, I think is really special. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Um, so how have you seen the church in particular, and this doesn't necessarily mean just Fellowship Memphis, but the church provoke, uh, provoke our culture towards like racial unity. How have you seen that done well or... Uh, I really don't think it is done well. I think somewhere along the line, we just really are not coming together like the Lord really want us to come together. Because, you know, he He created all of us for his purpose, and we got to get past that. 
We got to get past that and just love, you know, because Jesus loves us. We supposed to love one another. Yeah. Have you have you seen if you I totally understand what you're saying, about it hasn't been great at that. But on the flip side of it, um, have you seen the church provoke the culture towards racial division? Have you actually seen it propel more division? Um, I don't I don't think it has propelled, you know, division, but there is division there. You can see it. But I just think uh, once we realize what's really happening, that we need to just stand up, you know, and just say this has to end because this is not the way God wants us to operate. It's not what he wants us to see. Is the vision, and we know the vision is going to be here until the world end. But we can do something about what we see. You know, when people join uh, or when they become part of a multi-ethnic congregation, um, you know, there's this thing that needs to happen where you can't have all your preferences met. You know, That's re- true. regardless of you know what race or ethnicity you are. Uh, because when you come in, you got to check that stuff at the door and say, I'm here for unity. I'm not here for division. I'm not here to get my preferences met. Um, so for, for your experience, like what have been those things that have been the biggest uh, challenges for you being a part of a multi-ethnic congregation? Uh, and, and what has been some of those things that's just been like, okay, I've had to check this at the door or uh, things that you would want to see more of that don't because of the, the ethnic makeup of the congregation. Does anything come to mind? I think I want to see more of where people just really get to really know each other and just get to to see what's, you know, what I really go through or, you know, another uh, race go through. Because I don't think we really know each other. I don't think we really know each other. I would agree. I, yeah. I think that there's a lot of ways that that's, that's a real struggle for the church, you know, to actually get to know one another. What, how do we do that, though? You know, I mean, uh, how do we actually move towards that? One of the things I think uh, in order for us to bring, bring each other together is just have some things where we can just hang out together. Just If it's just one-on-one, just get to know each other. Just get to love on one another. Get to be concerned about one another. Because God is concerned about each and every one of us. And we got to be concerned about each other. I know we can't get to know everyone, but if we just do it one-on-one, how much we can, we can begin to... Uh, love each other, look beyond beyond our differences, and just be the church of Jesus Christ. To develop those connections and relationships, it takes work, though. Yes, it does. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's much easier just to attend and uh, not really invest a lot of that time. But I think with that intentional effort, we see the things that you're talking about. The the breaking down of the boundaries and coming to greater understanding of one another. And well, I mean, so with, you've been driving up to Memphis for what, over 40 years, mm-hmm. uh, an hour each way. Right. So you're, you're committed and you are uh, truly invested in, in fellowship and you've given a lot of time and uh, a lot of your presence to us. And uh, 
looking back over that history, what have been, what have been those times when you're like, this is what the kingdom looks like? Or do you, do any specific memories come to mind where uh, it just sort of struck you about God's ability to bring racial unity uh, in the midst of a church? Um, uh, I just think that's what he really wants and that's what he desire. And I just want to see it happen. Yeah. Well, we just come together. We look beyond, you know, our color. We look beyond um, things that we know we need to just come together on. Yeah. Look beyond backgrounds or yeah. histories and all that stuff. Yeah. That come in and look, it, look beyond that. Live into the new creation. New creation, yes. Yeah. Uh, so... It, why why do you think it's important for the church to be talking about race? Or, well, let me rephrase that question. Do you think it's important for the church to be talking about it? And then, um, you know, if so, why, why do you think that is or why do you think that is not? I think we need to be talking about it because it's what we need to do because in order for things to be like Jesus wanted to be, we got to come, we got to get past these bears, we got to get past these things that we know that he wants us to do. And we, you know. Bring it into the light. Yes, bring it into the light. Yeah, and, and let the Lord heal whatever needs to be healed. Heal, let the Lord do it. Yeah. Uh, how has the, the subject of race affected specifically your faith journey? How has it affected your relationship uh, with the Lord and, and that walk? I really think it hasn't affected me that much, but I do, it does. Um, it does get to me sometimes, you know, because... I know it's not right, some of the things that are happening, but then I just, I know the Lord gonna make all things new. Amen. Yeah, I believe that. We have to believe that. Yes, we do. <laughs> right? Yes. To be able to move uh, into those places of healing and bring it into the light. and Bring it into the yeah, light, let yes. the Lord do what he does. Uh, for somebody that's listening to this, you know, right now in their car, doing their dishes or whatever. So for anybody that's hearing uh, about your story and your life, what are some of those things that uh, you would say to, um, you know, your brothers and sisters of a different race? Uh, here's some steps that could lead us towards those relationship buildings, or here's those things that could break down the, any sort of division that might exist, whether we're aware of it or not. Or, you know, are there, are there any ideas that uh, or suggestions you would give to say he, this would be a good thing to make or take steps towards? Um, the first thing is to just begin to ask God to show us the ways we can come together as a people, not because of what we've done or who we are, but just come together and just do what he has called us to do. Because be of who he is. Who he, because of who he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great, Linda. I, I, I really appreciate you coming in and taking time to, to just, you know, clue us in on what your experience has been like. Uh, I, have, I do have one question. This 
might be on or off the subject that, uh, that we're talking about, but what is your prayer for fellowship? You know, when you're praying for fellowship, what are the things you're asking the Lord for? I'm asking the Lord just to uh, send us the well right now, you know, with the new pastor to send us someone that he said, you know, that has vision for the church that will, you know, see some things that are going on and we come together as a church and just be the church that God would we want us to be and uh you know see um uh care ministry well we can just care for the people that are there because if we lose focus on the people that are there then that's not good <laughs> right yeah yeah then it then it becomes a social club it then become a social club yeah. yes rather than a church caring for for one another uh, that's good. I'll join you in that prayer. Uh, you know, I, I would love to be praying that alongside you. Uh, any other further last comments you want to make? Just uh, things that are on your heart that the Lord, you feel like the Spirit's leading you to share? Just come, you know, come in the sanctuary, just loving one another and just leave the other stuff outside the door. Hmm. Just leave it there. Just lay it down at the foot of the cross and just come in there with with love in our hearts. Amen. Thank you, Linda. You're welcome, Pastor um, Seth. <laughs> I'm a big Linda fan. Uh, if you guys get a chance, uh, I'm sure m most of you probably know uh, Miss Linda, but uh, yeah, just see her around. Uh, just give her a big hug and start, you know, bringing those relational components and those relational, connecti relational connectivity. Uh, you know, just be real intentional about it. And so I appreciate you. Uh, I respect you a ton and, and I've learned a lot from you. So thank you. You're welcome.